Welcome to the Healing Trauma as a Christian Mama podcast. We are your trauma mamas. My name is Danielle Elizabeth. And my name is Kelsey. And here we want to be a safe space to look at what it's like to be a Christian woman healing trauma. We want to integrate our Christian faith with psychology and trauma modalities while giving you tools and skills to support your growth and healing. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to this little mini series that we're doing on the impacts or the after effects of trauma. So we've looked at the neurobiological and physical effects. We've looked at the psychological effects. And now today we want to look at the emotional and relational effects, which is probably where a lot of people... (laughs) land in the sense maybe of like I mean we all have these all these kinds of effects like we all probably have like neuro neurobiological effects but we don't see it as much the emotional relational effects like they seem more noticeable or more in your face maybe I guess like um I don't want to say like common because they're we all experience all of them in different capacities. Um, But the reason we talk about the emotional and the relational together is because they're super intertwined. They're very connected and all mingled together. Um, And like, so like damage in one area can result in damage in another, but the hopeful message also is that growth in one area can bring growth in both. You think about like a relationship, there's so much like of our, like there's so much emotional components to a relationship, whether even it's friendship, romantic relationships and everything. Like they're just like, you can't really get away from the emotional part <laughs> in, in relationship. Right. So that it makes sense why they're so intertwined. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, and even um, one of the things that we learned about, and this is an interesting thing to like kind of talk about right now, is like it says a damage to emotional expression affects relational success. So the inability to form healthy relationships affects emotional interpretation of ourselves. So it's kind of like why we have to, and why we, why a lot of people do look at these together. Mm-hmm. So let's just, yeah, like get into it. So we'll talk about some of the emotional after effects of trauma. Yeah. So there's something called learned helplessness. Um, I've actually, I know a lot of people who struggle with this. Do you, do you know a lot about it? Um, I, I don't really, I just remember the story that she told about the baby elephant and how like that made, it made more sense. Do, do you, do you recall the example that she well, gave? Sort of, but do you remember the story? Could you like share it? Yeah. Um, it's basically where they have a baby elephant and they like, they tied, tied the leg to like a pole or whatever. And the baby elephant was like, obviously not able to get away. Um, and so it was just, it learned helplessness it learned that it needed to stay there and that it needed to rely on you know the caregivers or whatever and then eventually after a certain amount of time they take the rope off the baby elephant and um 
it just learned that it couldn't go out and venture on its own basically because right. it just was stuck in that in that spot for for so long and it just learned that okay well this is how my life's going to be and yeah grow out of that um obviously it's just learning that it just it's just learning that we're helpless um which is yes i guess that's very common for especially being groomed or in in abusive relationships or the childhood trauma part of it um so i don't know if i explained that quite right yeah no i'm so glad you remembered that story i kind of forgot that story and i'm like that's such a good i find i don't know why if i metaphors just really help like people myself very much included um like really understand things because sometimes it's like you can be like well they learned that they didn't have any like power growing up or whatever but it's like sometimes like what does that mean what does that look like um and you really can see how when you add the caregiver piece like it's like you're someone's a child when they're learning these things it's like they don't know any different right? Like they don't know. Um, so if you grew up even in a, I've seen, and this is like, I, something I see like it's kind of just flies under the radar. Cause it's not like abuse or anything, but it's like just to learn that victim mentality. Like when you, when you've grown up with, you know, a parent figure who has a really big victim mentality, it's like, you just learn that because you just don't know any different. And like when the primary people in your life who are teaching you about how life works have whatever mentality that's just what you're gonna learn right like and it's just kind of yeah it's 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 very powerful this is where I get as a mom I'm just like wow our childhood and our upbringing me like it matters so much it impacted us so much and I look back at my childhood and I try and make sense of all this stuff but then at the very same time I'm like oh my gosh I'm raising these kids and they are having a childhood right now and all the things that I'm teaching them or all the things that I'm doing or even just like all my unhealed parts that kind of bleed all over them like it's just like it it's like I'm I just feel like as a mom we're like in the middle here like looking back and looking you know forward or down a generation and it's just like sometimes it's just like oh man this is like a hard place to be yes it's, it's really quite heavy, but I think, and I think that's the point why we're doing this is to educate and to let people know that it can change and you can, yeah you're never going to do everything perfectly ever. It's like, that's just life. And that's just the fallen world we live in and all that, but it can bring a lot of hope just being like, okay, like I see this and now I'm going to, I'm going to try to change this little thing or this little thing. And like the little things, they add up to big things too. And like, that's the hope that I like, like about it. It's just, it's just interesting, but you're right. Being a mom, like, I don't know, just like for an example, the other day, my kids were just trying to serve themselves some dinner and they're like, well, will you do it for me? I'm like, no, you go ahead and do it. Like you can do this. Like, you know, but before, you know, you just go over there and just do it for them. I mean, it's just something simple. Like when they're little, little, you just do it for them because they really don't have the capacity to do it. But as they grow, you're like, okay, you can do this. You can serve yourself. And I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's just interesting. It's true. You kind of forget or like, or sometimes you're just not even, you don't even have the capacity to like teach them. So it's like, you can create this. Just, I'm just like, just thinking about the learned helplessness thing too. It's like you sometimes just you don't have the capacity to like 
teach them something or it's just easier for you to do it. And then Mm -hmm. you realize like, and these are all in like small ways, but it's just like, you realize that like, oh man, you're this age and maybe you could do some, like, maybe you could do this, but like, I did not have the capacity or energy or whatnot to like teach it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some other emotional after effects. So a big one, emotional dysregulation, which really ties into also like our nervous system and stuff too. So it's kind of interesting on some of these, like, even though they would be on an emo- the emotional side of things, they also connect to like a physical side of things or, you know, a psychological side of things. Um, yeah, low emotional intelligence. Um, I feel like we were raised by generations above us with very low emotional intelligence. And so, um, it's like an, and low emotional, like tolerance either. Right. Like they just, I feel like that the generation above us and the one above us, so like our parents and then our grandparents ages, I just feel like um emotions were like um what's the word I'm looking for they were just like um an inconvenience Mm -hmm. right like it was like we got they got in the way or they caused more of a disruption and or made us look bad or like you know like and so I just feel like there was like a low tolerance for emotions for our age group as kids so that makes our kids emotions very triggering yeah definitely oh gosh yes (laughs) (laughs) I like how you like you're like yes well oh yes (laughs) because I I mean this is like we've been watching Little House on the Prairie and we just watched an episode where a mom was like she knew she was she was dying and so she basically had to tell her children and she needed to find you know whatever but the oldest child started crying and she's like she just shut him down and was like, no, you are not going to be emotional about this. And I understood in a way like that she was like, okay, we have to be strong. We have to band together and we got to figure out yeah. the plan, you know, but she also just didn't allow him to like have those emotions because yeah. it was just, it was just interesting to me and watching it from a tra- trauma trained perspective. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, that's- oh, I know. I feel like every show yeah. is like ruined for me. Everything I watch, I'm like, oh. <laughs> That was so invalidating. Oh, why yeah. would you do that? <laughs> yeah. oh gosh. But I understood like the hardship of their lives back then too. It was just like, you know, you don't really have the time or the capacity to like figure that out because they really needed to figure out the plan, which is obviously yeah, generational type thing. And it's, yeah, it's really. Yeah, I remember even talking to someone, I was on doing some mission stuff and I was talking to someone about people in like third world countries. And I was like, why do we have so much mental health stuff here and like is that not prevalent here like I just like was like trying to like figure it out because I was like they were like yeah but like their problems are so like life and survival and like it just they just don't have the capacity it's it's not that it's not there it's just like they don't even in in, it kind of led to an interesting conversation about even like resources and stuff and like it's not like a lot of people in third world countries just like could just have access to medication and all of that and all of this stuff that we have here to like support 
our mental health but it was interesting because she's like it's like when that and you think of like just like the hierarchy of needs and stuff right it's like our basic human needs of shelter and food and water it's like if you don't have that you can't go to the next level of being like I have psychological needs or I have like these unmet emotional needs it's like you don't even get there so it is interesting um and I'm I would say like when those things are stressful even in our lives here in like North America like you know like when you don't have somewhere to live or you don't have these like basic needs it's like those though the other stuff that we're talking about um it's like you just don't have the capacity to be able to like go there I don't even know how I got that's so off topic I don't even know that's good that's good (laughs) sometimes I feel like that's where like too much knowledge can like be detrimental though like you know what I mean like I, I I love that we can learn and we're learning new things all the time but sometimes it's like well I know too much and now it's like you tie everything to everything it's just it's just yeah. to me I know um, so <laughs> anyways yeah. Let's, we're gonna both get ourselves back on because we could just go <laughs> yes. okay so other so other emotional after effects of trauma so like distress intolerance um which also can lead to conflict avoidance but it's interesting because there's a whole therapy like dbt which is called dialectical behavioral therapy and one of the biggest pieces of that therapy is called um distress tolerance so that like helping you learn how to tolerate distressful emotions Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of really awesome great like it's actually a lot of it nowadays is a lot of like just little coping skills or like stress management strategies that we would all know. We just don't really realize that it's like they could like even like actually cold water exposure is a big one because you want to like, and I was talking to a friend about it because she's done a lot of it. I was talking to her this weekend about it. And she's like, a lot of times it's about interrupting the Mm -hmm. distressful moment. Right. So like that cold water or the, um, like just smelling something like an essential oil. It's like, you just want to interrupt that thought process that's happening in the emotional brain um because you can't think your way out of a lot of like that um like the the distress mm-hmm. and so that's another one um yeah lack of ability to trust and a impaired ability to seek and trust happiness so you can kind of see how um the relational piece gets pulled into this too right the last ones are really interesting. So lack of ability to self-soothe. Um, and that kind of leads to that emotional dysregulation, but then the in- inability to like calm yourself down. Um, so this is when we haven't gotten into the nervous system stuff, but this is an interesting one that we can also tie back to when we do, because um, so it's like maladaptive submissiveness, kind of like akin to fawning. And so fawn is kind of one of the nervous system or trauma response um states that isn't talked about as much like there's the flight fight flight freeze and then fawn is another one that we we will get into in that episode when we do talk about it um but that is an emotional after effect because you think about it like fawning is kind of like that people pleasing codependency like I don't want to rock the boat I'm just going to be 
um, like kind of um, not submissive, but like, I want to appease you. So you don't, so I stay safe. Like, it's all about like, you know, like, so think about like a, a parent who just like gets really dysregulated and loses their marbles all the time a child will learn like I'm going to fawn not like that they consciously think of this but I'm going to you know people please you or parent please so that you stay calm which equals me staying safe and then one of the other the last biggest one and we're going to do a whole episode on this so we won't stay on this too long but just like pervasive shame like that toxic shame um, is a huge, huge after effect of trauma from the of an emotional perspective. Yeah, it's interesting. These, um, these, these after effects really like feed or fuel an adult's desire to like kind of isolate or disconnect from like themselves and really the world and like relationships around them. Like, mm-hmm. um, because they don't really have like the emotional skills to relate. And then you, this is where you see so many like dysfunctional destructive relationships, right? Because you look at, I mean, like the word narcissist is thrown around really, really like, um, just like, what's yeah. It's no, it's just out there. Like it it seems like everybody can be labeled narcissistic. Yeah. (laughs) And, and (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I like live in a world of toxic relationships. So like, I understand it because Mm -hmm. the thing is we all have narcissistic tendencies. Like we all have the ability to be destructive and dysfunctional. Right. Um, But it's interesting because like, so for someone who has, and we haven't really gotten onto into attachment yet, but like people who have like attachment trauma and are like kind of that avoidant dismissive attachment style they have learned like there are the the emotional after effects that they've had from their trauma is to turn off their attachment needs like it was too unsafe for them to have any type of emotional needs as a child and so think about that like 20 years of doing that now you really do probably lack empathy and the ability to relate to each other and but we are designed for connection and that's how God created us. So it's like that pull is still there, but it's like, but I don't know how to act healthy in that relationship because like the impact that my trauma has had on me has caused me to now live in these patterns, right? Like, like I have this, I have the, all of these things that we're talking about. It's like, you know, the more you do them, or act in that, like the more you have create the neural pathways for your brain to operate like that. Like it all kind of like, it all goes together. Like your, your body, your brain, your soul, like your spirit, like it all kind of like has such an impact on not only like how it impacts you from what happened in your experience and in your past, but also how then you relate now in the world, emotionally and relationally. Yes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We always leave it on the same note, asking you this very important question. Do you have the support you need in your healing process? If the answer is no, reach out to anyone, including us, because it is a lie that you need to stay stuck. Healing is available and possible for you. 
Have a great week.